0: The Kansas City Royals take care of business again to open up this series against the Minnesota Twins. They show resilience. They show that they're exactly where we want them to be this year. This is it. This is what we've hoped for. We're going to get into all of it on the Locked On Royals podcast. You are locked on Royals your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland_Styles. That's at R Y L A N underscore S T I L E S. The show is on Twitter at Locked On Royals, where we live tweet every Royals game. This is Locked On Royals, the only daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals, breaking it all down for you every single. Day, we're gonna start right now by telling you this podcast is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is changing the way we talk about sports. Go download the Locker Room app anywhere you get your apps. This game to open up the series against Minnesota, show that the Royals are exactly where they want to be. The Royals are where we wanted them to be in spring training. The Royals are meeting their goals this year. Even as you had to fight through adversity in this game, uh, they still did their job. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to the all-star voting. We're going to get to a lot on today's podcast. Let's start, though, with the game overview. So Mondesi was out of the lineup again, and it could mean a variety of things. It could mean that he's going to be in for an, a, an IL stint this afternoon, retroactive, of course. It could mean that he's going to be in the lineup this afternoon. We don't really know because he was going to go through uh, pregame ups and, you know, just kind of get a workout in pregame. And so we'll find out this afternoon, on Friday afternoon, what the outcome will be for Mondesi. Now, Jorge Soler is back in right field on Thursday. And in retaliation, you could say, they sent down Edward Leveras, who you know, you know that I am a big fan of Edward. I think that he is a legitimate big league hitter. He was one of the best hitters in last, on last year's team. This year, he's been the best hitter in, my, in the minor leagues in AAA A. And he's been one of your best hitters in your lineup since he's been called up. Small sample size, but it's still been true. He's been one of your best hitters. And to send him back down um, is interesting. It could be funny business, right? It could just be for right this second, uh, and then you put C on the IL and you call him right back up. Uh, but to send him down and call back up Ronald, who's just a flamethrower that's not very accurate and not particularly good, at least the last that we've seen of him, didn't make a lot of sense to me, especially because your bullpen is very well rested. I mean, we talked about it on yesterday's show where you, you had a great job executing a pitching plan on Tuesday against the pirates leading into the Wednesday off day, your bullpen couldn't get much more rested than it was uh, this week. And then you still opt for the extra lever instead of a bat that can really help you in Edward. Uh, So was interesting, it doesn't really matter all that much, but it was um, a bit frustrating. I'm sure for Edward and for uh, the fan base, Uh, but in the first inning, Chris Bubich starts with a strikeout, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm right. My prediction yesterday was that Chris Bubich would continue to dominate, and this team would get a big win in game one. And he starts the start with a strikeout. I thought, okay, this is where we want to be. And then Josh Donaldson hits a home run off Chris Bubich. And that's nothing to be ashamed of. Josh is one of the best hitters in baseball. And this Twins lineup, even while the team uh, while the team struggles and while uh, they're the worst team in this, in this division and while they're one of the worst teams in baseball, the lineup has done its job for the most part. Uh, and, and Josh Donaldson is a key cog in that lineup. So for him, it's a homer off Chris Bubic It doesn't really uh, shake your confidence in the young fella. And then he comes right back. It's a fly out uh, from Polanco. Nelson Cruz gets him for a single. He'll take that against Nelson Cruz. Again, another Hall of Famer that Chris Bubic is going to go up against. And then Bubic gets another strikeout. And is able to get out of the inning with just the Josh Downson home run given up. And then Salvador Perez picks up his young guy. It's his first home run of the game to tie it up. Uh, and, and so it's a whole new ball game. And he comes out, Chris Bubic has in the second inning, strikes out Miguel Sano, good hitter, gives up the single and gets a double play. So he goes and faces the minimum. Uh, but I am feeling pretty confident at this point in Chris Bubic because he's able to settle down and forget about that home run. Kansas City goes down one, two, three, and then Bubich comes out in the third. Ground out, walk, strikeout, single. So now there's two outs and there's two on, and he gets a fly out. That kind of, uh, you know, how do you want to say it? That kind of perseverance, or I'm not sure if that's the right word, but, you know, being able to overcome that and not unravel with a couple outs and a couple on, especially if you gave up a home run earlier in the game, that's what makes Chris Buich pretty special for me. The Royals offense comes back, and although Alberto flies out, You had Cam with a single, Witt with a single, and then Santana gets another single to load them up. And then as the bases are loaded, not only does Salvador Perez strike out, but Andrew Minitendi gets hit by a pitch, and it scores Cam Gallagher. And then Soler pops out in the frame. It's 2-1 Kansas City going to the fourth, where Bubic starts this out with a strikeout in the fourth inning. But then he walks Miguel Sano, gives up a single. That's two on, one out. Strikes out the next batter for two on, two outs. And then gives up a single to Nick Gordon. That scores Miguel Sano. Gets a fly-out, though, the next batter, and this is a tie game 2-2 two, two, as we head into the bottom of the fourth. And then here we go, bottom of the fourth, Hunter Dozier, home run. Hunter Dozier is on a bit of a hot streak right now. Don't look now, but he's on a bit of a hot streak right now, uh, Hunter Dozier is, after getting a home run against Minnesota, each of the last two series against Minnesota. Uh, he's been really, really effective against the Twins in these last couple of weekends. And then gets a strikeout of uh, Michael A. Taylor, a single from Alberto a single from Cam, and then a sack fly from Witt. And a fly out from Carlos Santana gives the Royals a 42 lead as we go to the fifth inning. And so the fifth inning was where we first saw the shaky Chris Bubic, because until this point, he had re- he had retaliated nicely uh, from any adversity that he got himself into. But Josh Donaldson who's a pest, leads it off with a double. Uh, Jorge, Bl- uh, Jorge Blanco gets a double of his own to score, of course, Donaldson. And then Bubic kind of unravels here with a throwing error that lets Cruz uh, become safe at first, puts runners on the corners, Gets a pop-out, but then Kyle Zimmer comes in to relieve him. And you just kind of saw that he had hit that wall too many times, right? He he had flirted with danger too many times, and he got burned. He got burned in the fifth inning. And for a young guy, that's going to happen. Again, against a good lineup, like, do not let the record fool you. This is a good Twins lineup. They're, like, top five in a lot of categories uh, statistically. And then Kyle Zimmer comes in. He gives up a sack fly to Sano. It's 4-4 tie game going to the bottom of the fifth. And then guess what? Salvador Perez-Homers gives Kansas City the lead back, his second home run of the game. Benatendi singles and gets a steal. That's a big deal because Benatendi's speed uh, since he's come into the league has gone down, 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 down. It's almost been like an absolute flat line of his speed, like a trajectory that's just going straight down of his speed since he's entered the league. So to get a steal, maybe get some confidence back in that area is a big deal for Benatendi. But then Jorge Soler grounds out, which again, without that steal, would have been a double play. Dozier flies out. Michael A. Taylor pops out. That's how the inning ends. But Perez did did give this team the lead back in the fifth inning. In the sixth, Kyle Zimmer puts the Twins down one, two, three. Ground out, strike out, fly out. And then the Royals, though, go down one, two, three. Alberto pops out on a bunt attempt. Cam Gallagher grounds out. And then Witt flies out. In the seventh inning, They took out Kyle Zimmer, put in Jake Junis, who gives up a home run to Josh Donaldson, who again, at this point, has now two home runs and a double on the day. Donaldson was incredible. Uh, Blanco singles, Cruz into a double play, and then a fly out, and the Twins have a tied game, 5-5, as we go to the bottom of the seventh. And then guess what, folks? Santana walks, and then here we go. Santana walks, Matheny pinch hits Dyson. Great job of Matheny there. Dyson steals second, and then... That's what speed do. It's been attendee reaches on the field. There's shorts and there's a throwing error because Dyson's speed puts pressure on the defense. A throwing error scores Dyson. And that's your ball game because Dyson manufactures a run because Santana was able to get on base. So we kind of saw what was working with Kansas City in their mind because that's why you go get Santana for a guy who can get you on base more times than not. And then you go get Dyson for his speed and his ability to manufacture runs that way. It was very, very interesting to see this team this team, score in a multitude of ways, and this team get it done in a multitude of ways. Coming up, we're going to finish out the eighth inning and ninth inning and talk about what this game meant for the Kansas City Royals. But first, I want to tell you right now, my good friends over at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, baseball seasons, and full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline.ag. Get all the latest news, odds, information for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action before the next pitch, head over to bet online on your laptop or your mobile device and check all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses and contest information. Do not sell the silence anymore. This is your chance to get in on the action. Get in right now at betonline.ag head over to the website or even use your mobile device and sign up today. What if you sign up today at betonline.ag? That's a sign-up bonus, of 50% on your welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. How do you get that 50% welcome bonus? Well, you get that 50% welcome bonus by Using our promo code locked on. That's our promo code locked on at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag, your online sportbook experts. What's here right now? I good friends over at Sport Trade. Sport Trade is incredible. I've been talking a lot about Sport Trade lately. If you haven't heard about it yet, it's where the fantasy sports world meets the stock market. It's no wonder this company is blowing up. This site is really amazing. Frankly, I can't believe nobody else has thought about this concept before. As Sport Trade truly takes fantasy to the next level, their platform allows you to buy and sell shares in your favorite players in real time, like real stocks. It's a fair and super exciting way to cash in on your sports knowledge. And they've just added baseball to their platform. So check it out today. Making money with Sport Trade is simple players' values rise and fall based on two factors. Number one is their performance in each and every game compared to their projected fantasy points in that game. The more points they score, the higher the player value goes. Number two is good old supply and demand, baby. Their shares uh, of purchasing players will go higher based on the value, of course, of supply and demand. You can instantly buy and sell as many shares and as many players as you like, just like the stock market. Then watch your players battle it out and your portfolio rise. Simply go to sporttrade.com, watch the how it works video, and sign up to get started. So sign today at sporttrade.com and discover the fun and exciting and profitable new world of sports trading. This is truly the evolution of fantasy sports, and I really think you'll be amazed. Do not sell the silence any longer. Get in on the action at sporttrade.com, sporttrade.com. Now, let's continue this electric game. So, after Dyson scores, you had been a to get caught stealing, Solaire walks, and then Dozier strikes out. In the eighth inning, the Royals call on Scott Barlow. He comes in, strikes out Miguel Sano, gets a ground out, and then strikes out their top prospect, uh, off. And then the Royals' offense goes down 1-2-3. But Barlow comes back for the ninth inning, gets a ground out, and then walks a batter before getting up to face Josh Donaldson. Now, at this point, Donaldson, two home runs and a double. That's what he's done. It's a one-run game. There's a runner on. It's Scott Barlow on the mound. Scott Barlow, with one out against Donaldson, induces a ground ball double play. That's your ball game. The Royals win 6-5. to five. Jacob Judas gets a win. Barlow gets a second save. It's his second save of the season and second two-inning save of the season. He was awesome. He Barlow was awesome in this game. The Royals now sit two games out of a postseason spot. Two games out of the second wild card spot. Even while suffering a 10-game losing streak. If they could have just diminished that 10-game losing streak even a tiny bit, think of the position they'd be in right now. And, and the fact that they did suffer that 10-game losing streak and are still two games out puts into perspective how good this has been. And this game right here puts into perspective how good this team has been. Because they did it in every way possible. They did it with small ball. They did it with the long ball. They did it by being resilient. They did it by never giving up at any point. How many times did the bats have to pick up their pitcher? How many times did they do it? Seeing this team constantly pick each other up, constantly come back, constantly do what has to be done, Winning these close games, it can't help but remind you of 2014, especially whenever you have guys like Jared Dyson creating runs out of thin air. Not very many players can do what Dyson did on that play. Without that play, you don't win this game. This was a statement game for me, even while you're playing a bad baseball team in Minnesota. It's a statement game for me because... Not only is this what we've been terming separation weekend, where if you're a good team, if you're a quality team, you separate yourself from the Twins. You separate yourself from the Pirates, as you did earlier this week. You separate yourself from all those teams in the bottom of the barrel. Not only have you started the path of doing that, you need to win this series, you need to take three or four at least. You've started that trajectory. But for me, this win signifies that the Royals are where they want to be in this process. Because the Royals right now are on pace to win 84 games. Before the year, I predicted 85 wins and that they would be a a, a competitive, a fun, a scrappy team that would be in the thick of things for the playoffs and will probably finish us short of the playoffs, uh, but we'll still be there and still be fun. Well, right now, they're on pace for 84 wins. They're two games out of the wild card. They're in the thick of things for sure in the playoff push. They've done all this with a 10-game losing streak, and like only four games of Alberto Mondesi, an awful, dreadful, embarrassing season from Jorge Soler. would Mayerfield is taking a step back, but not for long, he's going to eventually break out of this and become that elite player once again. But he's just not quite at that elite level just quite yet. You've gotten shaky starts from Brad Keller, from Brady Singer. You had the Daniel Lynch experience. You had injuries to Danny Duffy, who's, who was your best pitcher to this point in the season. And even while all those things happened, and even while you face all that adversity, they're here. They're at the benchmark they need to be at this year. This year's goal was not the postseason. This year's goal was not the World Series. This year's goal was not the division. This year's goal was to pace for 80 80 or more wins and be in the playoff hunt. They're doing that. They're doing exactly that. Even while... They dealt with all this adversity in May. And that's why April was so important. That's why since March 1st, I've been preaching about the importance of that April month because you played a lot of bad teams. You were able to stockpile wins and give yourself a cushion for the poor month of May. Look, in baseball, it takes two good months. I mean, this season's very long. This season's very drawn out. but you have two good months, you've done it. You've reached your goals, The Royals need to find another good month. And it could be this month. They're off to a hell of a start, right? They're undefeated in June. It could be this month. That's their second good month. But no matter what happens the rest of the way, the Royals have made it. They've made their benchmark of being competitive this year. And you know what? They've set their focus on next year, 2022, being their all or nothing playoff year, where they're going to go all in for the playoffs. They're going to try their hardest to make the playoffs. And if they don't make the playoffs next year, it's a... Absolute failure. This is just from the organization themselves, not from me, the organization themselves. They've circled 2022. They've demanded 2022. And they've looked at 2022 as this end all be all year. And you know what? They're on track for it. They're on track for it. You could not sell us on 2022 this off season. If you didn't have the year they're having right now, if you were bad this year, then that, that sell point of 2022 would not be there. But because of what they've done so far this year, if they can keep this pace up, then this offseason will be very fun. It'll be very fun, and you'll be able to buy in, and you'll be able to have some fun with the Royals this offseason and next season. And they should be a playoff team. Even, again, think of what went wrong. I mean, Jorge Soler's been non-existent. Dozier's been awful for most of this season. He's turning it around now. He's been awful for most of this season. Brad Keller, your ace, was terrible for about 90% of the season so far. Brady Singer, your young guy that I thought could be a Cy Young vote-getter this year, not, not there yet. Not living up to that hype yet. Don't give up on him, but he's not there yet. One of your best players, Alberto Mondesi, has played four freaking games. It's June 4th. You've lost 10 straight games at one point, but yet you're still pacing for 84 wins and two games out of the playoffs. That right there should tell you the talent on this team, the ability of this team, and the potential of this team. The 10-game losing streak sucked. It was awful. But how many times do you play the season over again and you don't have those 10 straight losses? Because it's just baseball. You're just bound to eventually have the ball bounce your way and bounce differently. If they could have salvaged a few more games on that 10-game streak. I mean, goodness gracious, they'd be on pace for you know 86 wins or whatever, and they'd be a game out of the playoffs or even in the playoffs. So it's, there's a full season ahead of us. I mean, the season is still very young, believe it or not, but the Royals have done their job. They've done their job to this point. There's no reason to believe that they'll fall off. There's no reason to believe that they are going to get significantly worse. And so if they stay the way they are or they improve, they've done their job to a T. Great job by the Royals so far this year. Coming up, let's talk about the all-star voting opening up. Let's talk about the MVP of this game and much more. But first, I'm saying right now, Good friends over at Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is a phenomenal protein bar. It tastes just like a candy bar. Go to Biltbar.com and test out their nine delicious flavors. They're incredible coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There is something for everyone. I love peanut butter brownie myself, but you might not know your favorite yet. You might not know which one you love the most. That's okay. Don't panic. Go ahead and order a mixed box. The mixed box gives you two of each flavor. And so you can try them all and then reorder the flavor you love the most. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and only 4 grams of net net carbs and 4 grams of sugar. Try it out today. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCK15. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off your next order. We are back on Locked On Royals on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. When this podcast is over, go check out the Locked On Today podcast hosted by Peter Bukowski, getting you all you need to know about the world of sports every single day in under 20 minutes. A beautiful way to start your morning. Make sure you check it out. So let's talk now about who the MVP of this game is. Obviously, Salvador Perez. A just two home run game. Really great season for him so far. And the All-Star voting opens up. And the Royals should have at least three All-Stars, in my opinion. They should have three All-Stars. It should be Scott Barlow. It should be Salvador Perez. And it should be Andrew Benatendi. And, you know, I think that Danny Duffy is an All-Star level pitcher right now. But even before the injury, he didn't go deep into games. And so that could hurt him. And now with the injury, he's, of course, lost even more innings. Because who knows he's going to be back maybe end of June, maybe start of July. Uh, so I'm not sure if he'll get in because of that, but just going off of the play we've seen on the field from him, he's an all-star. Again, I just don't know if he'll if he'll meet other voters' qualifications because of the innings, and, and that's the only thing holding him back, not his play on the field. Uh, but Barlow has been awesome. I think he should be an all-star. Who else would you put behind the dish than Salvador Perez? He's incredible. I mean, if you put anyone besides Salvaby behind the dish of the all-star voting, you're stupid in the AL. You're, you're just dumb. It's just stupid. Don't do that. Ben Attendee, if you take out April, it's been incredible. Obviously, you can't take out a whole month, but if he is able to play at this level for all of June and July, he's an all-star. He had, one, he had a bad start to the year. Almost everyone does, right? Almost everyone has a bad month somewhere. His happened to be at the start of the year, but he's digging himself out of that hole right now. I could see not voting for Benny, but it was just the production level right now is there. And then your fourth Royals All-Star vote should go to Nicky Lopez. Because I'm a firm believer that the All-Star voting is pretty silly, the way that we do it. Um, it it's not really about picking the very best players in the MLB. It's about fan voting and uh, silly stuff. And, and I don't think that very many voters who have a vote watch the game of baseball at all. Uh, so might as well vote on Nicky Lopez. So let's just let's just vote Nicky Lopez in, and let's just stuff the ballot boxes again like we did for Omar, Omar Infante, and let's just get Nicky Lopez to the All-Star game as a fan vote in. Why not? Why not have some fun? You know, he's been getting on base more. He's to line up over more. Still playing good defense. Let's do it. Nicky Lopez, all-star voting. That will conclude today's episode of Locked on Royals. Make sure you follow at Locked on Royals on Twitter, wherever you get your podcast, follow along, because this is the only daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Royals. Having a great time you want to be Loving the fun you want to see all of the excitement This is the place and we're the one you want to be yelling like crazy For the guys you love to see Come on out and join us This is the place you want to be We're where you want to be Baseball with the ball